funny. All right. So right now we have a special guest on the phone because Pastor Anthony said, I wish I could just call in. I'm like, well, then let's do that. So <laughs> anyway, so Pastor Anthony is here. We want to hear about. There he is. There he is on the screen. We want to hear about what happened yesterday. So Pastor Anthony from Lebanon, Ohio, and uh, <laughs> Faith Building Church. I said it right, didn't I? Yes, you did. Awesome. That's absolutely amazing. And I just cannot ever stop calling your town Jessica Albemarleboro now. <laughs> Albemarleboro. 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 <laughs> Jessica Albemarleboro. That is great. <laughs> I know how to pronounce it. So I know. I want to make sure I get it. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm trying to hold you in the mic here. So anyway, so tell us what happened yesterday. You know what? I just noticed that, um, that I've been watching here for about 20 minutes. I had it on my um, on my computer and I'm doing some other stuff. And, and I just now noticed that today's uh, title, if you will, is discovering your purpose. So this yeah. is actually just a God ordained moment. So um, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for letting me uh, jump on here. This is just awesome. It's really good to be looking at Buddy and uh, and Barrett. I uh, love you guys. Love you. Too, sir. With Pastor last week and missed you guys, but I just, Man, nice you guys are you. just in our hearts. I don't just say that this is not lip service. Um, you are family, and I just, we love you guys. So. We love you. That's awesome. Yeah, they And were, Pastor Jennifer. They were holding it down here at home and keeping everything running properly, and uh, it was a good week. So, amen. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'll just jump into it. I won't take much time, but I, I you know, coming out of worship, it's, it's amazing how, um, you know, we pray over, uh, for example, like, you know, even the worship set, uh, Jennifer, uh, a lot of times, you know, she and I will talk about that on Monday uh, for the following Sunday, what the what the worship set is. And we'll talk about it in staff meeting on Tuesdays. And last week, uh, Monday happened to be our, our travel day. We were driving to Pigeon Forge. And so we were, right. uh, she said, you know what? I just feel stirred in my spirit. Here's here's the list of songs. And, uh, uh, you know, one of them um, was... Um, come alive in the river uh, another one was uh, there is a river whose streams hmm. make glad the city of our god and so just everything was kind of flowing around i mean even before we got to pigeon forge the lord was stirring that in our in our heart and um been doing a series at our church over the last actually yesterday was supposed to be part seven the last part <laughs> of uh, a series on holy spirit part 63 um, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> number 63 no but i just i uh there's a little bit of a transition period over the next couple of weeks um our pastor uh, administrative pastor joel jacobs is going to be preaching here in two weeks and just um the lord was bringing kind of to a close this uh theme over the last couple uh months really just majoring on holy spirit talked about the difference in the indwelling presence of holy spirit infilling power of holy spirit um you know we we just jumped on a lot of the topics and really covered a lot of area. But uh, it, during worship, you know, Jennifer is bold. Um, I love my wife. I love how how she just, uh, you know, just really is not afraid to say what's on her heart. You know, you know obviously there's a there's a holy boldness that comes over all of us in ministry, right? And, right. And in, in worship time yesterday, she just said, um, she's really bad. And I'm just really emphasizing this because the way she said it was very direct. She said, some of you guys need to get a revelation of joy. You need to get a revelation <laughs> of what uh, we're singing about right now. Yeah. And something happened right when she said that. I'm at the keyboard. And right when she said that, 
Holy Spirit said, teach them and show them a revelation of what she's talking about today. I said, okay, yes, Lord. So um, the long story real short is this service was three hours yesterday and it was just really yeah. powerful. Um, but, but really, so as we stepped out, I asked her, uh, she's in the sanctuary about six or seven times a year. She's our children's pastor. And so normally she's out, uh, with the children. And as I, as I stepped off the platform, I said, uh, sweetheart, I'm going to need you to be in here today. And so somebody jumped right up and went over to the kids and our helps ministry is just so awesome around here. We're, th- we're so thankful, Amen. but, um, I, I began to teach for about the first 45 minutes to an hour. Um, in fact, I'll share a couple of, of the scriptures really quickly. The Lord had had us open up to Hebrews 1, and, um, you know, I, I won't take but two or three minutes here, but the long story short is that, uh, you know, Jesus, uh, as you know, so, so much was stirring on me the last couple of weeks about righteousness, and when Brother Tracy, uh, what he shared about Jesus ruling with the scepter of righteousness and how, um, you know, it is right for us to take our place as children of God, as yeah. a, as the family of God, it's right for us to step into, um, you know, our, our set place. It's right for us to step into our kingdom place of dominion and authority. And uh, I couldn't help last week, but think as, as a couple of those sessions that really went that direction in Pigeon Forge last week, right. I could not help but uh, be sitting there thinking about um, what, you know, the Bible calls the, 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 the heading uh, in Luke 15 is the prodigal son, but I've changed it in my Bible to uh, the story of the two sons um, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, just so much. What's that? I said, yes. <laughs> yeah, because so much, um, you know, of that is majored, rightly so, on the prodigal son, and there's so much to learn. But, but really, uh, Mark 4 is my favorite parable, um, but my second favorite mm-hmm. parable is this one. And, uh, you know, verse 12 says the, the younger son went to his father, paraphrasing, and he said, you know, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And the Bible says he divided unto them his living. Yeah. And that just is read over really fast uh, a lot of times. And people think, okay, the younger uh, got his portion and he, and he went and blew it. But the Bible says he divided unto them his living. That's good. And so, um, you know, at the end of it, you guys know the story well, but this is this will this will help somebody because at the end of it, um, the, the moral of the story really is not that the father ran out to meet the younger son. The father came out to meet both of them. Mm-hmm. The father loved both of them. The father had compassion for both of them. And the father saw where each one of them were missing a divine revelation of what was right by their birth. Yeah. And see, when when, when Brother Tracy was preaching on righteousness last week, that, that phrase birthright kept coming up in me. Of course, he was teaching about righteousness and the name. And that all, you know, the birthright for me, as I'm sitting there taking notes and just soaking this all in, birthright really encapsulated everything he was talking about because the righteousness came by birth when we got the family name, when we stepped into the place that, um, you know, was destined and designed for us in our DNA and our spiritual DNA. Um, we stepped into it from birth, but here's the thing. Jesus wept over people that missed their moment of visitation, the Bible says. But how many people have really missed a lifetime of visitation? Yeah. Yeah. Not just a moment. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. just, not just, a, not just a, a, you know, a couple of days or God, you know, visiting. How many people, good, well-meaning people, brother, literally live and go to church for 40, 50, 60 years are are, you know, faithful to the church and faithful in so many areas, but have absolutely lived their entire life 
like the elder son. Yes, he was in the, that's the so good. Working the, yeah, he was on the back 40 working the property, and he wouldn't go in. He was stubborn. At least the other one ran home. He wouldn't even go inside. And uh, his father came out, and he said, listen, he said, what's going on? And he said two things. He said, for all these years I've served you is the one thing, and neither have I transgressed any time your commandment. So basically he's pointing to his self-righteousness. He's saying, listen, I've served you. I've shown up for every Bible study. I've shown up for every, I've, I've participated in every church fast we've done. I've done all these things. The serving <laughs> part is there. And I've ne never transgressed your commandments at any time. He's like, I'm living spot-free, sinless. He reminds me in that way. He reminds me of the, the rich young ruler. But, you know, I'll digress for a second. But the father <laughs> said, you're missing the whole point. Yeah. He said, listen, he said, verse, I think, 31 it is. He said, he said, son, you're always with me, number one, and all that I have is yours. So he pointed to two things. You're always with me. There's position. And yeah. all I have is yours. There's possession. And so there's a position and a possession in the body of Christ by birthright, by, because of the family name that this guy was missing it. And yeah. so that just put that in the comments, y'all. Position and possession. It, it's it's that birthright is position and possession. That's really good. All right. Yeah. And so so then just to get back and sum up yesterday, so I, I start teaching along these lines, and, and the Lord had me open up to Hebrews one with Hebrews twelve in mind. And I just start talk, talking about the scepter of righteousness and how we, you know, Jesus was made uh, so much better than the angels, yeah. uh, right? You yeah. Know, and because none of them received the same name that he received. And that's one thing Brother yeah. Tracy said last week is uh, made a connection for me. It's just, it's so, so simple. And yet there it was. And he said, that's why we can speak to principalities, powers, demon spirits. That's why they have to obey that name because Jesus was made much uh, higher than them. And so yes. if we are then in with them, if we've been seated with him in heavenly places and we have a name, see, this is, this is coming full circle for me. And a lot of things I've been meditating on for months, because if we're a joint heir with Christ, you see in the old Testament, and even, you know, in, in Jesus time, his earthly ministry was old Testament. When he was ministering this parable of the two sons, there was a reason that that elder son got a double portion. I mean, it wasn't just because he came out of the birth canal first. I mean, if you think about it, you know, he, he was the executor of the will. He ran the family business. There were things to do after dad passed away. There were, there was, he got double the honor, but there was double the work involved for the firstborn. Yeah. And, yeah. and so Jesus took on all the work, not just double the work. He took on all of it and then gave us firstborn rights in him. We're a joint heir with him, not a sub heir. We don't get, we don't get half and he gets double. No, we get joint heir yes. status. And as I began ministering on these things yesterday, light bulbs just started going off. And then um, just to speed it along and get to the punchline, you know, we ended up in, in Hebrews 12. And Jesus, you know, verse 2 says, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despised the same, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And I told folks, I said, you guys need to laugh more. Laughter broke out in our service yesterday. And I prayed, I must have laid hands. I'm not kidding you. I must have laid hands on 50 people. And our, the floors were just full of people. It was just a barn burner. And we, you know, we've had, we've had, and I, I have a phone call set with, uh, with Brother Tracy actually this afternoon because I have some things. One thing that I didn't get to share with him, I had a lengthy phone call for about an hour and a half with him two weeks before the minister's conference here a couple weeks ago. Uh, and the one thing that I wanted to get to that I didn't get to, I want to share with him today. And I'll, and I'll share, I'll put the cat out of, out of the bag for you. Our whole church knows it. But this whole thing started two months ago. I've had to repent in front of my church one time. In 12 years, I've had to repent one time. And I told him, 
I said, this happened, just so you know, this happened three weeks or maybe four weeks before I was in Albemarle and had that lunch with you and bared my soul with you at, at our my, one of my new favorite Mexican restaurants. I'm with Abby. I'm with Abby. I'm going to come next time. We're going to bring straws. We're going to bring my milkshake straw, Abby, and I'm going to drink with my you that milkshake queso. Straw. We're going to go together. <laughs> Drinking the queso. <laughs> but no, but I ha- but I stood in front of our congregation the second week of January, I think it was, and I said, you know, I have to repent. I said because our church was founded in these, that was forged in the fires of word and spirit. And, you know, there's no sin. I don't have to repent of any sin necessarily. Yeah. But, I mean, this is missing the mark because I told them, I said, over the past, really, out of 12 years, this is really only about a two- or three-year problem here over the last two or three years. But but it's an earth-shattering problem in that um, if we don't have a church that's so committed to word and spirit, it can come in unawares. We can get yes. because, you know, and, and I'm not patting myself on the back, but but the thing that I've developed is my teaching gift. I can sit and teach an eight-hour seminar. I can go to Africa and teach eight hours a day for three weeks yeah. and not get tired. And that's, you know, that's just a fact. But but I have not spent the time allowing the people. Now, I drink of myself all week long. That's, that's how I get yeah. the ability to teach. You know? I, you know, I haven't neglected this personally or as a husband or as a father, but as le- a leader of this church, as an overseer to look into the things of the flock and to speak into the flock. And, and not only that, but reproduce it in the flock. I dropped the ball. Yeah. And, and I, and I was too. That's, that's so by, good. Pastor Anthony. That yeah. is so good. And of course, you know, not everybody knows where we were last week, but we were at Pigeon Forge and a minister's conference, with brother Tracy and all, and basically what he talked about all week was the flow of power in our churches. I mean, that was, that was what he talked about. So how timely, golly. And that's, yeah, it is timely, but you know, I, I was super pleased that I heard correctly. Right. It was like, well done young young Padawan, because it was, (laughs) uh, you know, it was seven, eight, like I said, I was seven weeks. I actually, it's been more than seven weeks because, uh, brother, uh, Dennis Burke was with us a couple weeks ago. And there was another week, Super Bowl week. Uh, where I preached a message that really, um, you know, that the church needs to grow up. But other, so however many weeks that those. So two what you're telling me six. is, what you're telling me is, you've been in a series going on three months now. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you, you, you are my brother. This is only three. I'm not sure when I start them and finish them. I've just stopped counting at this point. <laughs> We've been on the, the two parts of life at least since November. On our, on our YouTube page, it reminds me of what we performed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but, go uh, ahead. No, 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 no. You're fine. Um, but it's just you know that's what I want to tell Brother Tracy today. It was you know what happened Sunday wasn't just the product of being in the ministers' conference for four days. It was that was the icing, actually the very cherry on the top of the icing. Yeah, of what's been going on in this church for the last two and a half months, and it's so timely and it's so right on because it started with that repentance. I started that series on Holy Spirit and and Holy Spirit in doing so. Um, I think. I think it was Norval Hayes. Actually, so many people have said it, but I forget who I heard it said first that you can have what you preach. Uh, it might have been T.L. Osborne, but um, but we've seen it manifesting in our meetings. And so, um, you know, just the, to, to put a bow on this, you know, the ministry time was wonderful. We had people drinking. 
and drinking and drinking. And uh, our church is going to a different place because of it. I've already, the portals opened up and I've already seen some things that were headed even in the short term. I'm talking about the next six months, Yeah, uh, yeah. much less the next 20 years. But um, I just, I don't ever want to be, I will never in the name of Jesus um, be in a place where I ever neglect that. I didn't finish the repentance. So, so the way I worded it, I said, our church was founded you know, I'm an Oral Roberts guy, founded, that university was fired in the, uh, founded and forged in the fires of uh, healing evangelism and, and uh, just the move of the spirit. And, um, and I said, that's exactly what our church was for years, almost a decade. Yeah. But I stood up there and it's, you know, with great humility. I just said, you know, your pastor has allowed so many of the influences, not bad theology or anything like that, but the trend, the trend of late is to have teaching seminars. There are whole ministers' conferences that there's never a move of the Spirit. It's all just sit and listen to teaching and and get full of ourselves, right? I mean, it's the Word, and it's good. I understand yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But, but if there's not uh, the Word preached with signs following, yeah. that's how the Word is confirmed. Yeah. So if, we, if we don't ever have a confirming move yeah. of the Spirit to confirm that what we're preaching is the real deal— um, you know, then that I uh, definitely know this Theo Osborne said this, if you can't demonstrate it, you're not fit to preach it. Yeah. And so uh, I really had to have a good look in the mirror moment over the past few months before January. And, um, so anyway, that's, that's what happened. And, uh, the people were plastered to the floor and it all started like this, brother. It all started like this. I, about 30 minutes into about 20 to 30 minutes into my teaching, I stopped and I said, did you guys feel the shift in the atmosphere? It was a <laughs> tangible moment where everything, absolutely the spirit that was behind that confinement was broken. And it wasn't just a couple minutes later. You go back and look on the live stream. There was a gentleman <laughs> over, it was his first time ever uh, being with us on a Sunday morning. They came on a Wednesday night a few weeks ago. And uh, his, his son actually was on my, uh, I, I coached the local Christian school, junior high basketball team. His son was on our team. Yeah. And so we met them through that process. And um, he and his wife were lovely people. They have seven kids right now with them, uh, you know, between their fostering and, different, and their own. And uh, just a beautiful, wonderful family. Well, I look back there and he's sitting on the aisle on the side that's a little bit of an angle. And he literally started laughing and just kind of to himself and fell over on the floor. And his <laughs> wife put her hand down and, and, you know, not in a bad way. She just to check on him. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, he's in the river. I said, let him go right now. <laughs> and so I went back. And so he was there on the floor. And I went back. I said, stand up. I said, come up here. And I didn't even get my hands on her. She started shaking under the power of God. Yeah, and she went, yeah. I, I mean, just went through the floor, you know, what I mean? just straight down. One of those, they couldn't catch yeah. her. She went straight down, you know. That's and uh, awesome. that was that was how the the cork was popped off, <laughs> and I just kept, I just kept preaching. I'd, I'd stop and pray in the Holy Ghost for a little while, and preach some more, and stop and pray in the Holy Ghost for a while, <laughs> and preach some more, and um and we went to a different place in the stratosphere, and uh, all glory be to God. He he is so good. Glory so, to God. Anyway. Yeah, I saw the pictures, and I uh, I went. Oh, they had a move yesterday, and I, I wanted to hear about it. When I saw the pictures, I wanted to hear about it. But uh, when I saw your online, and I just thought, I, I thought whatever the story was, it would be a blessing. And you know, we're we the, we all we'll have a schedule and we have things that we've studied out. But we we want to flow in the Holy Ghost. And it was interesting because Buddy and I actually just came from a meeting with some pastors, and and this was not the exact topic, but you know, hey, let's get back to what God wants to do was kind of the topic. 
and uh, what he wants to do, not what we want to do, and that's exactly what you're talking about. The Lord's moving among people that are hungry for him that want to uh, be moved by him, not by themselves, but by him. The Lord is moving, and we want to position ourselves to be those people, and uh, so glory to God. That's awesome. I just We yes, celebrate sir. with you, and we praise God with you from North Carolina. Well, thank you for allowing me to, to jump on and be a part of your broadcast today. Um, I love you so much. I can't say it enough. I'll, I'll keep <laughs> trying, but I can't say it enough. And, um, and you know, one leaving, one parting thought here really quickly. Uh, in this series on Holy Spirit, as you, as you well know, um, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14 all run. They really should never be read separate. You should, <laughs> if you're going to read them, you should read all three of them together. Right. Right. And uh, talks about, you know, the end of chapter 12, you know, the middle of chapter 12, the body of Christ. Everybody's got their part. Yeah. And, you know, how the, how Jesus set the church apostles and the love sandwich is in the middle there. And then how to operate in this with the flow of the spirit in chapter 14. But, yeah. you know, I've, and I've said that for years, but right before church, right before church yesterday, Holy Spirit reminded me, he said, OK, he said, you've been telling people for years that this is the order. This is the proper order in the in the church. He said, what's the be very beginning of chapter 12? And it's the nine gifts of the spirit. And yeah. he said to me, Holy Spirit said to me, that's where everything starts with the gifts of the spirit, that everything in church starts with the gifts of the spirit. It doesn't end with the gift. That's not the climax you get to yeah. where they operate. Everything flows from it. So, yeah, so anyway, good. well, and even at the beginning of that chapter, the very first verse, you know, uh, brethren, I would not have you ignorant about spiritual things, you know, about that's spirituals. Right. And spirituals, um, right. the word gifts, of course, is in italics, and that's added by the translators, but you should be able to put it in or take it out and mean the same thing. What he's saying is, concern these spiritual things, I don't want you ignorant. That's where it starts, is, the, yeah. is a revelation of a move of the Spirit, and I'm reminded of uh, 1 John chapter 1, verse 1 through 4, where he kept talking about the things that we've seen and heard and touched and the things manifested. That is a part of the plan of God, is to get the manifestation of the Spirit into our lives, in every believer's lives, because those manifestations of God, not just, you know, we say the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, and in people's brains it immediately turns to weirdness sometimes, right. but it's really the Holy Spirit is God. So we, how can we not want a manifestation of God mm -hmm. in our lives? And we need a, that manifestation of God. So praise the Lord. Amen. Praise <laughs> hey, I love you guys. Love uh, you too. Thank the rest of the broadcast with you from here. Amen. Thank you for sharing with us. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. And thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye, love bye. you. Bye. So that's Pastor Anthony Wade from Lebanon, uh, Ohio. And um, he, uh, such a blessing, of course. But it was also, I don't know if you saw the pictures or not, but they were they were really, really good. So, amen. Obviously, it was the Lord to call. I also think that was a manifestation of mercy. Because can you imagine Pastor Anthony having to type all that out in the comments? <laughs> <laughs> like, as he's talking, I'm like, wow, the mercy of God is so good. <laughs> He did say in the comments, I'll do my best. <laughs> Colon. And then nothing. Well, the Lord's moving. You know, it's yeah. for those that are that are hungry and going after him, the Lord is moving and, and we want to be a part of that. You know. Yeah. Um a lot of people, you know, they want to be heroes. Yeah. Uh they want to be in the spotlight of it. But yeah. like just to be in the move of God yeah. mm -hmm. in itself is enough. And yeah. 
uh, I just praise God for that. And, you know, praise God for having friends in ministry. That, yeah. See that. I mean, think about what that takes for him to stand up as a pastor and say those things. Mm-hmm. But then, not just to say those things, but to move in them, you know, mm-hmm. to actually move in them. Yeah. That takes guts, I know, because I've, I've done those things too. And when we, when we first started moving in the things of God more than we had before and people weren't accustomed to that all the yeah. time or a flow of the spirit that was beyond their logic, mm-hmm. you know, uh, people left because they didn't want that. They, yeah, they didn't want those things. And, uh, but we want to be the kind of people that, uh, Lord, whatever you want, we want. You know, put that in the comments, Father or Lord, whatever you want, we want. And, um, um, you know, think about it. I think First Thessalonians 5 where it says, do not quench the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. This is the will of God. Yeah. Do not quench the spirit. Yeah. This is the will of God. Do not quench the spirit. And so he's showing the will of God there. Here, let me just go to it because I want to, I want to read it exactly the way it is. But, um, he's saying this is the will of God. Do not quench the spirit. So verse 16, rejoice always. You know, and I'll say, you know, first rejoice. Thessalonians first five. Thessalonians. What did I say? I don't remember. Oh, if you, first Thessalonians 5, 16. I just didn't catch it, yeah. so I wanted the people to. <laughs> 5, 16 through 22. First Thessalonians 5. So we might not get to the purpose today, but we will get to that purpose uh, tomorrow, because um, that's a big deal, and uh, but because you can see the Holy Spirit's move, we want to give room to the Holy Spirit to move, and uh, so one of the things we've got to not just in our churches, but we must do it personally as well, is in our own personal lives, give room for the Holy Spirit to move, yeah. Yeah. and we need to not quench that, and so yeah. one of the things that you see, and and let me just point in verse 18, the last part of verse 18, he, what he's about to say, what he's saying and what he's about to say is, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. For mm-hmm. this is God's will. So he's defining, this is my will. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is my will. What I'm saying and what I'm about to say, this is my will. You yeah. know, surrounding this statement, this is my will. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times people are looking for, Lord, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? He, he's telling us right yeah. here. Yeah. Well, here's what he wants to do. Yeah. And so starting at verse 16, and of course, you could, I could back up to, you know, chapter 4, chapter 3, chapter 2, chapter <laughs> We could back up and go forward, you know, and just go through all of it. But let's just take this pocket of scriptures. Mm-hmm. This is God's will. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he says is rejoice always. So yeah. rejoice always. Um, that means there's never a time, there's never a time that we should not be rejoicing. Yeah. Uh, and, and rejoicing means to put on joy again, right? And so now think about that. If I'm going to always rejoice, do I always feel like rejoicing? No, but that the command is not rejoice when you feel like it. It's rejoice always, period. You know, that's the end of the sentence, there is nothing else there. Rejoice always, regardless of how you feel, regardless of your circumstances, yeah. regardless of what you're smiling for. I read Colin's and uh, I think it auto-corrected. He said, whatever, Lord, whatever you want, we won't. <laughs> yeah. And he said, want, want, want we want. want. <laughs> we want it. 
autocorrect. It's, it's, such I a, know. it's a great thing. It just made, it made me chuckle a little times. bit. <laughs> <laughs> so the command is to rejoice always. But now think about that. If I'm going to rejoice always, that means I'm supposed to rejoice when I feel it, when I don't feel it. When things are going well, when things are not going well. Yeah. I'm supposed to rejoice always, right? I mean, it's so simple when we pass over it. We're like, oh, yeah, rejoice always. But then nobody does it. Nobody does it, right? And so one of the things that we want to see is that we actually do need to rejoice always. We yeah. need to actually rejoice always. Now, what that means is even when I, it doesn't feel like a joyful moment, to rejoice is to put on joy again. So I'm, I'm purposing myself to put on joy, especially when I don't feel like it, yeah. especially when I don't feel like it. And so I think this is missed. It's something where we don't realize that this is an intentional action. It's not, it's not God's going to zap you with joy right. all the time. And you know, he will do that, but it's not just that. It's that I do it on purpose. Yeah. I put on joy, you know. And I'll ask people, you know, what does joy look like? And it's like, joy looks like you have joy. <laughs> you know, joy looks like you have joy. And, and there's peace. And, and Marky made a statement. Marky made a statement to, uh, to us last week. Uh, we were on the way to Pigeon Forge. And she said, she said, Pastor, I just really appreciate, and I want to tell you this, I just really appreciate how y'all are always in joy. Like, even when bad stuff is going on, you're in joy. And I thought, wow, okay. Like, to me, it's natural now because we've made it a purpose and a point to be intentional to put on joy always. Uh, but now we're starting to see the fruit of it, and she was recognizing that and because it's a model for her. What she was saying is, that's a model for me to have and to go after, and she was saying, I haven't always done that, which I really appreciated that honesty. But think about that. If we become the kind of people that actually carry joy with us all the time, joy is a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. It's who he is. He is the God of joy, the God of joy, right? And so he says, he says here, rejoice always. Remember, this is the will of God that we're talking about. Um, then he says, Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Like he's saying, always pray. Just always pray. You know, you have this, and and, and the issue is, for for example, you know, can I? I can be in joy while I'm talking to you. You know, but I'm when I'm talking to you, I'm not really praying. You know, I'm I'm we're talking. We're not really praying. So what he's saying here is carry with you that spirit of prayer all the time. And what, now, what I've found is, and the Lord led me to this many, many years ago now, is I'll be going down the road, and like we were on the way here from another meeting, Buddy and I were in the car, and, and uh, you know, in the middle of it, I'm praying in the Holy Spirit because I, I'm carrying the spirit of prayer all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm praying without ceasing. It's, it's unending in that way. And uh, so it's really, it's one of those things where we should have be in prayer. We should be in rejoicing. These are things that should never stop in our lives. We're carrying that spirit yeah. of joy, that spirit of prayer, that spirit of praise and worship. We're carrying these things all the time. This is not supposed to be just on pastors. This is supposed to be on every believer. This is on me, on you guys, on you guys. You know, we're all, we're all 
supposed to carry. Can you imagine the difference it would make in the world if we actually carried these things? Yeah. And then, then he goes on to say, in everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, now and remember, remember that Christ is not Jesus' last name. Right here, it's in front of Jesus, so can't be that anyway. Um, being silly. But um, it's the anointed one and his anointed, right? And so he says, this is God's will for you in the anointed Jesus. So he's, he's highlighting, I have an anointing for you that'll break every yoke. Here's my will in the anointed Jesus. You want the anointed Jesus in your life? I'm giving you the pieces to hold that anointing. Yeah. I'm giving you the pieces to walk in that anointing. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything, give thanks. Yeah. In everything. So, you know, I, I can think of some certain situations where I don't really feel like thanking God, you know, but I look for things to give thanks for. Because even when I'm in those situations, like the valley of the shadow of death, that's not a place that I want to give thanks for. Yeah. But in it, I can give God thanks because I ain't staying here. Mm -hmm. I'm going through, right? I'm going, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So I might, I might not give thanks for it, but I can give thanks in it. Yeah. Right. Yes, I believe. Yeah, it went away. All right, good. I was like, man, I, I <laughs> about had to sneeze. So one of the things that you see is that um, we want to give thanks. In everything, you can always, years ago when I was learning how to minister better and, and uh, I'd really believed kind of the lie that I was an introvert in that way. Now, I do, I like that, but the problem was that I had let a title of an introvert drive me to the place where I didn't like people, right? That was the deception. It was, I could recharge, you know, better by myself than around other people. And a lot of people don't believe that, but that, that's because they, but the issue is I yielded to God when he said Jesus was, he, he spoke to me and said, Jesus was all about people. Yeah. He said, you're made in the image and likeness of God. You, you know, uh, Isaiah 51, I believe it is, says, look to the rock from which you were hewn. In other words, the rock that I came out of, the spiritual DNA that I came out of and there he's talking about Abraham, but I think you can look deeper and also see he's also talking about Jesus. Yeah. The rock that I came out of has the DNA of Christ. And God said, and Jesus was all about people. Yeah. He was all about people. And so I, I yielded to that in humility to him. And all of a sudden, I found that I also really enjoyed people. All right, I may, I may recharge by myself better, but that doesn't mean that I can't be all about people, yeah. right? And so then I said, uh, in that process, I said, okay, Lord, help me to uh, communicate, to blend with people, to help encourage them more. Help me to do that. One of the things he said was, if you will look, if you will look, every person you ever come in contact, even the most, the most ornery ones, the most irritating ones, if you will have eyes to see it, you will always be able to find something in a person that you can compliment them yep. on. And I went, really? Okay. And I started doing that. And he gave me a starting point 
and the starting point was like clothing. Like you can, a, a lot of people, you can find something that you like about their clothing, their shoes, their, you know, their dress, whatever it is, their shirt, pants, whatever it is, you can find something about that that you can compliment them on. Um, now that, you know, now that 80s and 90s styles are coming back, that's a little bit more difficult. But um, Anna, we love you. <laughs> we love you. I know you're watching. I know you're thinking it. I love you. You're great. Your jackets are great. You're doing great. <laughs> We're the encourager. <laughs> Stop lying. All right. She can pull it off. If anyone could pull off the jacket, I agree. it's silly. That is true. That is true. And uh, but I, I had I was I was jabbing Hannah because I knew she was there. But uh, anyway. That was that was supposed to be hidden, hidden bear, but you pulled it out in public. It's because so. I know her face and she's listening, and she's like, Ooh, "I got you." But, no, she 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 has a great style, and uh, but every now and then, her and, and Buddy and other millennials will pull out something from the eighties, huh? Millennials, the millennials will pull out something uh, <laughs> something from the eighties, and I'm like, oh. I don't know how bad that was then. It looks great now, but not then. And uh, so anyway. I like all the girls are now. That girl fancy. <laughs> Hannah can pull it off. So the Lord, he told me to, he told me, he said, you know, look for something to compliment. And, and the truth was, I never was able to find a person that I couldn't find something to compliment. One day I was talking with somebody and, and I was like, God, if I can compliment something on this person, this is going to be God. Mm. And uh, but sure enough, there was something. I said, "Lord, show me what that thing was," and and He showed it to me, and I complimented on, and it helped me <laughs> to look at people with different eyes. Now, hear this: it helped me to look at people with different eyes because I was looking for something to compliment. Mm -hmm. When He says, "In everything, give thanks." If we will look with different eyes towards God, even in the valley of the shadow of death, we will look at God differently when we find something to give him thanks over. It will change our whole faith. It will change our whole walk with him when we see there is something to give thanks over. You know, you might be sitting in the middle of a service or something and and all of a sudden, you know, you're just not feeling anything. But praise God, you got a padded seat. You know, yeah. praise God, you got air conditioner. Praise God, you've got we've got the technology that we do now. There's so much to give thanks for, yeah. and we should become very, very good at finding those things all the time in everything, in everything. Give Him thanks. So this is the will yeah. of God. And then He says here, verse 19: Do not yeah. quench the spirit. Yeah. yeah. Don't quench the spirit. How many times are we quenching the spirit? And he's saying, this is the will of God, and I'll just, let me read 20 through 22 real quick. The will of God, do not despise prophetic utterances, but examine everything carefully, Hold, but don't despise them. And to despise means to lightly esteem. So, okay, discern them, but don't, don't lightly esteem them. Don't lightly esteem, discern is this right and of God or not, but don't you lightly esteem it. This, this is a key thing for our future and even finding our purpose. Yeah. Hold fast to that which is good and abstain 
from every form of evil. Every form of evil. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. Don't quench the spirit. Yeah. Don't quench it. How many times have we been quenching the spirit because we're uncomfortable? Well, if if I can, yeah. one of the things that for me in these passages of scriptures that sticks out is at the end of verse 18, the in Christ Jesus. Like in particular, yeah. the over this past week, I have been writing my thesis that we're doing for a master's yeah. course. And the Lord has really started to unlock, and I've been asking him for it, but to unlock a revelation of in him. Like, yes. and I've been asking yeah. him, like, Lord, help me see, like, abiding in you and being yeah. in you and what that all looks like. And as you're talking, you know, being in the valley of the shadow of death, you're in him. Like, you're in Even though him. you're in the valley. You're in the valley, but you're in You're him. in something else. It doesn't in, matter in where you there are. You you're go. in That's really good. him. Yeah. And so, like, I was, I was just meditating on it as I was writing last week. And what came to me is in him... You're qualified for everything. Like we, yeah. we were talking last night, but in even in these verses, like last night we were talking about being able to do greater works, being yeah. able to do the things of God, not quenching the spirit. How? You're in him. Yeah. When you're yeah. in him, you have this revelation of I I can't not acknowledge you. Yeah. You know, yeah. when I'm with when I'm with the Lord, how can I not rejoice always? When yeah. I'm with the Lord, it, it's like when I'm with my husband or something. Yeah. Like I may not be continually speaking to him every single moment, but I'm with him. Yeah. Like yeah. I may be talking to Marky and like exhorting her and like building her up, but I'm with George because yeah. George is right yeah. there. So it's I'm capable of doing all of these things in him. And so when we read these verses, I, I can't tell you how many times I've read these and I've given myself a list of, Okay, be happy, be in joy, and then pray all the time, and don't quench the spirit, and always give thanks, and I've made it my task. Yeah. But in him, he's the one that's, that's empowering so me to yeah, do it. He's qualifying right. me, empowering yeah. me, and that's how the manifestation of power comes is because I'm in him. If yeah. I try to do it on my own, if I try to go through these set of verses, I can't do it, yeah. and that's when it short circuits. But when I get in him, then it starts to work and it starts to come out differently. Yeah. So you can hear all these things and be like, I'm going to be joyful. Not if you're not in him. <laughs> like it'll work for a minute, but it doesn't work forever. And that's, that's right. when you. If you're not in him, yeah. you're not going to be empowered to do all these things that are the will of God. Yeah. You've got to stay in him, which means. You come to him and do it his way. Well, and yeah. like when you told me years ago that I wasn't a joyful person, I wasn't because I didn't abide I said with that. Him. Yes. And you, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's because I didn't know how to abide with him. I didn't know how to do that. Yeah. You had told me to, and I was like, oh, that's a great thought. I don't know how, what that even looks like. Yeah. So I short circuited joy in my life because I tried to do it on my own. Yeah. But as you get in him, it, it yeah. stops working when you get outside of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you don't want to grow, don't come to Boomerang. <laughs> he needed to tell me that. That wasn't like a mean thing. And he's like, ha, "Happy day, Barrett. You're not a joyful person. You want to go get pizza? Like, that didn't happen. <laughs> it was it was a moment. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> but truly, like, it's been this eye opening thing over the last like five days, where at, all of a sudden I got it. Yeah. Because. Yeah. It goes back to John 17, 3. That's eternal life, is yeah. knowing him, is being qualified to be in him. 
Yes. That's why Jesus came and sacrificed himself so that I could then be qualified to be in him. In him we live and move and, and have, have our, our being. being. All of that is in him. And that that place is the place that we can live and not only survive but thrive. And in him we can rejoice always. In him we can pray without ceasing. In him we can give thanks and everything. We can not quench the spirit. We cannot despise prophetic utterances in verse 21 and 22. We can... <laughs> But when we get outside yeah. of him, yeah. that's when the spirit's quenched. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And we don't want that. Mm-mm. We don't want to be in the place where the Holy Spirit, who is the manifestation of God's love on the earth, is not present yeah. and not flowing. We want to be in that. And we have, put this in the comments, we have a responsibility to introduce the word, the world to the manifestation of God, which yeah. means the Holy Ghost. On how many churches yeah. know the right thing to do, and they started in Him. Let and- me let me say this: We have a responsibility to introduce the world to the manifestation of God's love. Yeah, and needs to be quoted, and we need to put it on a meme. We have a responsibility to introduce the world to the manifestation of God's love. And and then it needs to say under there is, and that is the Holy Ghost. Yeah. That's the Holy Spirit. All well, right. no, just how many churches started by being in him, and then they started doing the works outside of him. Yeah. Like yeah. the Quakers, yeah. like, you know, they're quaking under yeah. the power of God, but then they moved into something that they did. Or yeah. on a Sunday morning, how many set lists have I made? where I started off being in him, but then I moved into Barrett's ability instead yeah. of staying with him. Yeah. Like, it's it's a gut check thing of, am yeah. I in him right now, or am I in me? Yes. Well, and, you know, what, what Pastor Anthony was saying earlier is, you know, I've watched many powerful men of God moving in the manifestation of the Holy Ghost, and then as years go on, then movements go on, they move from that place to the place where what he was saying exactly, you're just teaching. Yeah. You know, you're teaching, but then there's no manifestation. There's no move of the Holy Spirit in that. There's no demonstration of it. And the Bible is so clear about that. We have to have that. We have to have it. Well, the passage that keeps coming to me is John, John 15. You know, like the, the, like he gives like a beautiful illustration. I'm the vine. You're the branches. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And a, he straight up says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah. So if we try to, huh? You just said straight up. That was just me pointing it out. I said it again. <laughs> I said straight up, which is a word, a phrase that I've never said before <laughs> until yesterday, and now it's happened twice. Now um, it's everywhere. I'm anyway, so sorry. <laughs> I was like, there it is. <laughs> I, I didn't realize I did. But uh, but you, I mean, you look you look at the the aspect of a branch. If it, if a branch, a branch can look like it's connected and not be. Yeah. You know. All it takes is a little shaking, or That's it good. takes like it takes like a little circumstance yeah. or a little a little pressure, and it'll fall off. Yeah, and it'll disconnect, and it'll it'll start to die. Yeah, you know? but but actually, no, it didn't start dying when it fell off. It was dying already. When it when it looked connected, you know, you can be in the right place at the right time and not receive the life flow yeah. because you're not actually fully connected. Yeah, and but he's saying if you abide in me and my word abides in you, so that there. There's the abiding on both sides of it, 
it's a it's a continuous fellowship that's flowing. Yeah. He says yeah. he says that's when you bear fruit, much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. Yes. Even Jesus yeah. admitted that he can do nothing yeah. in and of yeah. himself except what he sees the Father do. Jesus straight up, I did it again. Three. Oh my goodness, what Kevin is happening? Kevin you have the Paula Abdul anointing. <laughs> that's, what, that's what George said yesterday. It's true. Praise God. Straight, dude. Yeah, well. He said it to the waiter. He's like, straight up. And George is like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you get my point. <laughs> But, but you, used, you used to say like a lot. Like you would say like a hundred times in a broadcast. Oh, when I, whenever I took my first preaching class, yeah. um, they told me like, <laughs> ah, ah, I can't, I don't want to speak anymore. <laughs> I spoke a five minute message and the teacher said, you said like in a five minute message, 25 times. Wow. It's like, I need to stop. Yeah. I was like, I need to stop. You were what? I said I was like, I need to stop. That's what I said. And I caught myself again. And now we're, uh, Kevin said, buddy's taking one step forward, two steps back. Abide. Abide. Amen. Maybe your messages should just be one word like yesterday. Don't. Abide. <laughs> the end. My message yesterday was not don't abide. <laughs> Just to clarify. I'm so sorry for being... I, I understood the content. <laughs> the context. Was, that was not my message. I missed you guys. Don't worry. Me. Don't worry. Don't. What did you say about worry? Don't. Grayson said Cohen says straight up all the time, and it cracks me up. Oh, well then, me and Cohen, we have, we have something similar now. Starting yesterday at lunch. All of, we have those moments. We have filler words and filler things that we do to feel mm -hmm. space when mm -hmm. we're thinking about the next yeah. thought. The reality yeah. of it is everybody has one. Yeah. Yeah, that's, they do. One of the best things, and, and this is that we're uncomfortable when you're learning how to speak to mm -hmm. people. We're uncomfortable with that awkward silence in between those words. But you will find that the best speakers actually are comfortable with those awkward silences. Yeah. And they will not feel space with ums and mm -hmm. likes, different words like that. And I've had mine too. Uh, mine is just awkward laughter. <laughs> that's, that's what mine will be. It's like, <laughs> I did do it. <laughs> that's a good demonstration. Yeah. Kevin well. Nowicki is now quoting Paula. <laughs> Picturing the music video. So. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. That was, I grew up in that era for sure. I'm really sorry that we've taken this turn. <laughs> I love you all so much. <laughs> we, what were we saying? Don't quench the spirit. Yes. <laughs> As we moved to Paula Abdul very quickly. But no. What a good representation. I know. It's, we're doing awesome. <laughs> I don't think Honestly, that's quite what it's, yeah. The spirit sometimes has, you say, the weirdest stuff. That is the truth. You said one the other day, not just the Buddy the Elf one, but you said something from the platform. At, oh, it was the geese thing yesterday when you said it. You're like, whatever that means. I don't know what that means. Oh, you're mo more lost <laughs> than a goose in a thunderstorm. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, whatever that means. Like, so straight face. I like I want I did laugh and no one else did so I was like can't laugh now. Not it's the good Lord. that 
So you, you've learned some of my humor. A lot of my humor is inward. Like, I'm laughing big time on the inside, but nobody else is getting it. My humor is odd, so I get that. It was just you have you have to keep up with my thinking on the inside to find what I find funny. (laughs) For years, it was music, like and movie quotes, and there would be so many per sermon. (laughs) Pastor Anthony, I said, that's Brian, a word of encouragement for you, buddy. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Pastor Anthony. I am so looking forward to whatever. (laughs) Me too. Me too. (laughs) It's gonna be great. (laughs) Well, we need a flow of the Holy Ghost. And we need demonstration. Yeah. You know, I'm reminded of last week with uh, Grayson. What a great moment. I'm sitting there. Where I preached. I'm praying over somebody. And I'm, I have a manifestation of a word of knowledge, you know, for her. I, she's across the room. And, and this, it was the, the strangest. I had never felt it like this. Um, but I literally felt like the vertebra in my neck went like this like that and instantly I had pain there not like a lasting pain and not I, it wasn't hard enough to make me cringe but I I physically felt it right and I said who's got pain there and I walk over there and she goes it's me she's on the other side of the room I go over there I pray in the name of Jesus instantly healing comes to her she says I forgot what it was like to not have pain And because I've had it for three years and just such a manifestation of God. And we need that. We need that power released into the people. It really helps to teach people and to show people that it's not just convincing words that work here. There's a supernatural God. And we can't quench the the spirit, the move of the spirit. But (laughs) sometimes we say move, and I think we relegate that down to just a, a... an emotional feeling during a message. But we don't need to quench a move of the Spirit or a manifestation of His gifts. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, all of the nine gifts that that, uh, Brother Anthony was talking about in 1 Corinthians 12, we need demonstration and manifestation of this. We need souls to be one. We don't just need to feel something in the middle of a message. We need to see it happen. And I think that's what you really see in First John chapter one, is uh, she said Grayson said straight up amazing. I think that was uh, confirming what I said, but also jabbing Buddy in the process, which appreciate I really it. appreciate. Like our people are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> really looking forward to hearing this moment. encouragement, Pastor Anthony. <laughs> so she said, and it hasn't come back. Look at that. Three years of constant pain gone yeah. instantly yeah. in a move of the Spirit and yeah. a manifestation of the Spirit, and it's gone and hasn't come back. Yeah. God. Glory to God. Yeah. Uh, think about how that would help people mm-hmm. if we allowed that to happen. Yeah. And the joy of the Lord, like what uh, Pastor Anthony was saying, the joy of the Lord, do you know, you know, joy looks really funny. And remember, remember that God told us that Preaching and his move is going to look foolish to the world. Okay, we already know it in advance. Why do we run from that? Why do we try to hide? We know it's going to look foolish. Why do we try to run from that? We need that is neglecting and quenching the spirit. You know, if we're if we quench what looks foolish to the world. And we know that the move of the Spirit is what looks foolish to the world. We're quenching the Spirit. Yeah. And he tells us, don't do that. Yeah. This is the will of God. And so why people need that. 
We know it's going to look foolish. That's on them to deal with. It, they have to deal with, do I want foolishness and God, yeah. or do I want to keep my rep? Yeah. yeah. You know, they've got to deal with that. Yeah. I have to deal with it as a minister. We have to deal with it as a church. All right, am I willing to look foolish in the eyes of the world to be after God? Yeah. To go after him and be a part of him, be in his presence, and, and have the manifestation of his love through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Am I willing to do that? Do I want to do that? Just like we have to choose that as a church, as a pastor, as leaders, the world has to choose, do I want to keep all my garbage or do I want to go after God and I may look foolish yeah. and I may be called you know, a fanatic or something. And it, God's worth it. He is worth yeah. it. His move is worth it. The manifestation is worth it. Yeah. It's so worth it and, and we can't quench it. Well, and we one of the things as you're talking... I know for me, I used to rely a lot on the feelings. Like, in a, if a service like looked like it was a blowout service and felt like it was a blowout service, like, great, great service. But the as you're talking, what the Lord was saying to me is, moments of His correction, redirection, and instruction are just as much a move of God as rolling around on the floor laughing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Him giving a yeah. word that causes you to think different and change your yes. life and. Like a couple weeks ago, when you came back after having been away to a conference, and you came in and needed to do some maintenance as a yeah. pastor, yeah, that was a move of God. That's right through That's the right. body to teach us how to position ourselves better to receive. Yeah, and logically looking at it, I don't think some people would compare it the same as like, well, there's a Holy Ghost rolling on the floor laughing. Yeah. Yeah. It was just as powerful, if not more, yeah. not more, but you know what I mean? It yeah, was just yeah. as powerful to hear instruction from God. Yeah, yeah. And I have lived in a place of condemnation in the past for feeling like I haven't received as much. Like yesterday, Marky, when she was receiving during Holy Spirit service, she's on the ground, she's having communion dumped in her mouth because she's just, she was <laughs> in that moment, that's where she was. And I've had moments looking at someone receiving that way and being like, wow, like I wish I was receiving that way. Yeah. However, the Lord talked to me about different things yesterday. That was a move of God yeah. in me for me. Yeah. It's not any bigger or lesser than yeah. Marky's. It's yeah. still a move. It's just a different facet of God. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Marky said, there's a great thing. Brother Tracy said last week, don't try to protect people from the Holy Spirit, yeah. from God himself. That's yeah. pride. That's pride. Don't try to protect people from God. Yeah. Quenching the spirit. It is quenching the spirit. And we Dumb. need, we need, <laughs> and, and I'll go back to this in, in Corinthians where it says, I don't come in convincing words of man's wisdom. Yeah but in demonstration and power. You know, Paul was saying, that is Corinthians, I believe. If it's not, somebody put up the right verse. But it's, uh, don't, we don't come in convincing words of man's wisdom. And you look at that, you look at, look at preaching today. The majority of preaching in America is somebody trying to hit the logic in our soul more than connect with the anointing yeah. of the Holy Ghost to break them free. Yeah. And they'll they'll craft sermons around words and wording that will logically grab people. That is the definition 
of convincing words of man's wisdom. Yeah. That's tickling the ears, you know, that, that is taught against. But yet he says, I don't come in that. I come in demonstration and power simply because if I'm crafting uh, carefully crafted words and convincing words of man's wisdom, then our faith will lie in words of logic, yeah. but our faith won't lie in the power of God. And that's what Paul's saying. He said, yeah. I don't need you, basically he's saying, I don't need you to believe it because I said it and my words convinced you. Because yeah. you, know, you can have, listen, the convincing words caused a whole nation to kill the Jews. Yeah. Convincing words yeah. caused a very anti-God move. So convincing words can be good or bad, but the demonstration of the power of God will cause people to have faith in God. Yeah. And that's what we need to focus on. Don't neglect the spirit. Amen. Amen. So tomorrow we will talk about how to how to find your purpose. And I think that's going to help a lot of people. I think it's really going to allow people to settle into their their space, yeah. settle into their place Amen. and not be not be agitated. You think about a plant if you took a plant and took the stem and you constantly shook it, yeah. that plant would never grow because it never had a firm connection with its with its soil and with the nutrients that it needs to yep. receive. It would have a hard time. Many times when you transplant a plant, it's one of the worst things you can do yep. because it, it never reconnects with the soil and a lot of times it can die if you don't do it right. Well, if we're constantly in an agitated state, because we don't know our place and we don't know our purpose, yep. then we can be that person. And we're, we're constantly feel like we're not growing. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow and how to find that. And uh, it's going to be awesome. But we just I want to pray about the move of the Spirit for everybody right now. And then if you would like to give, you're welcome to. But Father, right now in Jesus' name, Lord, let us see so clearly how we're not moved by logic, but we have... And we live in the anointed yeah. Christ, the anointed Jesus. In him, we live and move and have our being. And Lord, let us be the people that will not neglect, that will not neglect the Spirit. We will not quench the Spirit in our lives. We won't quench the Spirit in our services, but we will allow the manifestation and the demonstration of the Spirit of God to move in our lives. You know, again, I just, I feel this so strongly, I, and I, I want to I get this out clear. It's not just talking about services. Yeah. Don't quench the Spirit in our everyday lives either. Yep. When the Holy Spirit is telling you, no, don't drive that way. When we were coming home the other day from the family fun day at bowling and ice cream, and uh, we were coming home, go, to go home, we turn right, always. But I got to that stop sign, the Holy Spirit said, go left. Now, and, and I went left, and, and he said, then he said, turn down this street. Now, why was he taking me that way? I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't, yeah. I'm sure I'll find out what it is. But I knew by the Holy Spirit, he said, don't go that way. Maybe, maybe that way we avoided an accident. I don't know. Maybe he was wanting to show me a house to put our faith in. I, yeah. don't, I don't know that yet. I just know that don't quench the Spirit's move, not just in a service. Like we have this idea that everything spiritual happens in the services. That's, that's totally not the plan of God. The, the plan of God, that's, that's where you grow yeah. into a normal operation 
from Monday through Saturday, you know, yeah. and through every other time when you're not at the service. Yeah. We're supposed to take what we learn and grow in at a, at a corporate service, yeah. and we're supposed to walk in it individually for the rest of the week. Yeah. Don't quench. The, I hear the Holy Spirit saying this. Don't quench the Spirit in your individual life just as strong as don't quench it in the service, in Amen. a corporate service. Look for the Holy Spirit. Now, faith is looking for the Holy Spirit to guide them yeah. in that way. Amen. Faith looks for that. Like, I know you're going to give me some. You're going to lead me this week. There's something supernatural going to happen in my life by the Holy Spirit this week. Yeah. Put that in the comments right now. Make a confession of yeah. it. There is something supernatural that's going to happen in my life this week by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't quench the Spirit, not just in the service, but in our individual lives as well. Amen. So. Uh, Father, right now, Lord, let the flow of the Holy Ghost, let the flow of the Holy Ghost happen in the lives of everybody here in this message this week. Let it not just be in services, but let it be in every part of our life, always, all the time, in everything, in Jesus' name. We praise you, we worship you, we give you the glory, we praise you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for helping us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're so awesome. You're so good. You're so mighty. We just praise you and worship you. Just receive his presence into your life right now. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Y'all get something out of it? Glory to God. Did you? If, if you like the broadcast, share, subscribe it. Uh, subscribe to it, hit the notification bell. If you would like to sow, you don't have to. Nobody has to. We sow this into the world every weekday lunch plus broadcast, but you're welcome to partner with us. You can go to giveww.org. You can give Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, text to give. Give one time or give on a regular basis, even cryptocurrency. I'm going to set it up. You can even give NFTs. Um, you were going to set it up where you can even sow NFTs into the ministry. And uh, if you would like to do that, you're welcome. Go to giveww.org and uh, just be led by the Lord. And anything right now that anybody's given, Lord, let it be blessed. Press down, shaken together, running over. Father, bring in the name of Jesus, bring a supernatural harvest to every seed sown on the level of their heart's desire to give that they have purposed and in, been intentional in their heart to give. Lord, let it be returned as a harvest quickly and supernaturally multiplied yeah. by the intention of their heart. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory yeah. to God. Before you prayed for that, um, yeah. and, and it, it didn't make sense to me, but before you prayed, what I believe I heard the Holy Spirit say is that Fear of giving is being broken. Yeah, amen. Fear of giving is being broken. Amen. And I, amen. I heard it over, the, I believe I heard it over the whole year, but specifically on yeah. today, like yeah. as people start sowing today, fear yeah. of giving is being broken. People, um, think about this. There is no fear in love and God is perfect love. And if God's leading you to give and you have fear over that, you're quenching the spirit in your giving, amen. right? And we're commanded to not quench the spirit in every area of life, 
And if the Holy Spirit is actually leading you to do that, but we have fear towards that, then we're literally quenching the spirit of giving and receiving in that. We don't want to, we want, don't we want the spirit involved in yeah. our harvest, yeah. right? Well, it starts at our giving, you know, so yeah, that is a good word. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So receive that for yourself. Lord, I receive fear broken off of my giving. Because yeah. many times people don't, it's like the lady who was going to fix that last meal for her and her son yeah. and die. She could have had fear over not having that last meal. It's our very last one. And, and you want to come in here, man of God, and take it, you know, in that way. She could have had fear. But when she gave it to him, it brought a supernatural yeah. supply for the rest of her life. And they thrived and survived it. Yeah. yeah. And a fear of giving can keep you out of a out of a supernatural and a spirit filled harvest as well. Amen. Amen. Well, we praise God for you and uh, we love you. I think here's Marky to wrap everything Marky. up. Hi. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Hello, it's me again. That was really good. Um I really wanted to talk about how good that was, and then I started singing, and it went a really different route, so I'm sorry about that. But yes, today was very good, and I don't know what's happening right now, but today was, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. This is, is you know what? Awkwardness is okay. Awkward silences are okay. No, no, it's not. Well, not in that way. I'm not doing that right. Okay. Tomorrow. We will have memes with Marky, and I want to promise you that it won't be as weird, but I don't know if I can do that, because I don't know if that's presumption, that's a lie. So we'll find out. Come back tomorrow, tomorrow's Tuesday at 11.30, and somewhere around there, we'll have memes with Marky, and we'll see how it goes. We'll see. It'll be a good time. And then we have Bible trivia on Tuesdays? No, we don't. That's Wednesdays. What else is on Tuesdays? Yep, that's real. Yep, that's real. <laughs> I should know this because I've done this for a year straight. But, yeah, come back tomorrow and see what happens. Bye.